Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, November 20, 2022. We have a great number of listeners downloads and interactions we at gifted to give podcast would like to thank everyone for their support we are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast podmetrics thank you so much podmetrics for the support and i urge everyone to support them as well and now without further ado please join us in welcoming monsignor achilles dakai Good morning to all of you. And once more, welcome to our Bible study online. Let us go straight to next Sunday, November 20. It's the great solemn feast of Christ the King. At once, let me tell you a bit of history. This feast of Christ the King was in the mind and heart of Pope Pius XI. He was our Pope beginning February 6th. 1922 exactly 100 years ago Pope Pius XI as you know I hope you know was the Archbishop of Milan he became a Cardinal and was elected Pope to succeed Pope Benedict the Fifteenth, and he took the name of Pope Pius the Eleventh. Incidentally, his name was Ambrosio Achille, Achille Ratti, my sangai. Anyway, 1922. During those years, after the First World War, yes, there was a relative peace among nations, but communism began to rise in Europe, beginning in Poland by Russia. They managed they issued the Communist Manifesto and the book Das Kapital during those years. And Pope Pius XI observed that men, especially the minors, were being attracted to communism and so in his mind and in his heart Pope Pius XI wrote an encyclical letter entitled in Latin Quas Primas he issued it on December 11 1925 in other words, three years after his pontificate began. In his encyclical, precisely, Pope Pius XI challenged all Catholic men to go out to the streets and show in public their faith in and their fidelity to Christ the King 
in a solemn procession. So he instituted the feast and with the main feature, the procession. Originally, he said, this feast should be celebrated on the last Sunday of October and this procession will be participated in only, exclusively, by men. So for many years, starting in October 1926, the whole Catholic world was celebrating this feast with a procession after the Mass. And only men were participating in the procession. Years after, in the early 1960s, when Pope John XXIII convened the Vatican II, the date of the celebration was moved from last Sunday of October to the end of our liturgical year of the cycles, the end which is also the beginning of another cycle, the feast of Christ the King, the end and the beginning. He is the Alpha and the Omega of our lives. So that was it. Since 1925, after that encyclical of Pope Pius XI, the whole Catholic world was celebrating this feast with the hope in, in combating communism. Therefore, this feast we should try to celebrate with sincere devotion grounded on sound doctrine and guided by strict discipline. Vatican II precisely has said at the golden peak or the beginning and the end of our cycle, the feast of Christ the King, we should celebrate it with sincere devotion, with sound doctrine and strict discipline. So this is it. Now, with Francis, our Pope, let us see how we celebrate this solemn feast of Christ the King. Precisely reading and reflecting on the Gospels that Pope Pius XI himself quoted, quoted in his encyclical, the Gospel according to John, the Gospel according to Matthew, and the Gospel according to St. Luke. But before we read the Gospel for next Sunday, John, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith, reflect on it with hope, and realize it with love. Following your only begotten Son, from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us now open our Bibles and read or listen to the reading of John chapter 18, 33 to 37. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. Jesus replied, 
Is this your own question, or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders, but my kingdom is not of this world. Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus responded, You say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is truth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Only St. John has written this incident with all the details. Matthew, Mark, and Luke also have written down this event. But St. John tells us that Jesus, after having been arrested on Holy Thursday, was scourged at the pillar, crowned with thorns, and brought to the house, to the palace of Pilate, the governor then. Jesus tied up, bruised, was facing the Roman pagan governor Pilate. He, Pilate, asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? And in St. John, we know that Pilate said, I am not a Jew. It is your fellow Jews who have brought me to face you or you to face me. Then Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate then said, Are you then a king? And Jesus said, You say so that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to me. You know, it's not in the reading of today's gospel, but actually in the Bible, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And Jesus gave no answer. In silence, actually, he was answering Pilate. You ask, what is the truth? Just look at me. Just listen to me and learn from me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That is how Jesus, first of all, how he reigns over us. He reigns over our minds, our intellects, to study and understand the truths that Jesus was teaching his disciples then and is teaching us now. The truth about God and man. The truth about life and death. The truth about heaven and hell. The truth about belief and behavior. The truth that can sanctify and save us. We, therefore, are proud enough to say Christ is our King because He rules over us primarily over our minds, our intellects, that 
understand the truths that Jesus has been teaching them then and us now. How many times Jesus would say, Amen, I tell you the truth. That was when Jesus was facing Pilate, the Roman pagan governor. Now we ask ourselves, with Pope Francis, how are we celebrating this feast of Christ the King? How is our devotion? How is our doctrine? How is our discipline? If we go to the Gospel according to Saint Luke, for example. In Saint Luke, we see Jesus hanging on the cross, crucified between two thieves. The one on his right was repentant he acknowledged his sin even while carrying the cross on the way of the cross. And so hanging on the cross, he prayed to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you will reign, when you will sit on your throne as king. And Jesus said, Today, you shall be with me in paradise. How therefore does Jesus reign over us when he commands our wills to long for and look for what is good? And Jesus precisely said to the good thief, You shall be with me in paradise. There can be no better, no other good than being with Jesus in paradise. That is then the way Jesus reigns over us when we comply with, when we obey his command, especially to love one another. Then, if we go to the Gospel according to Matthew, we see Jesus predicting that at the end of the world, on his second coming, he will separate the sheep from the goats, the righteous, the good doers, and the evil doers. And he will say, as shepherd king, he will say to those on his right, the righteous ones, Come, you blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Because I was hungry and you fed me. Thirsty and you gave me drink. Homeless and you gave me shelter. Naked and you gave me clothing. Sick and you treated me prisoner and you visited me. How then does Christ reign over us? He reigns over our hearts and he moves our hearts to precisely extend helping hands to the miserable and to give them what they need food, drink, shelter, clothing, treatment and visit. 
So here we have a complete devotion grounded on sound doctrine and guided by strict discipline. Our performance then of the works of mercy we should consider as the standard of Christian behavior. Jesus mentioned those six works of mercy as sanctifying, as salvific, but those works have to be done before the end of the world, before the second coming of Christ, before we depart from this world. Being a sheep is now our duty and our salvation here on earth and now in this life. Christ is our King. We love to sing Christus vincit, Christus reigneth, Christus imperat in Latin, which we mean that Christ indeed conquers us through the truths that set us free. Christ reigns over our intellects, our wills, and our hearts. And lastly, Christus imperat, he commands us, not the Ten Commandments, but the two commandments that he has reduced the ten to two. Love God and love your neighbor, especially your enemies. That is how Christ reigns over us. Vincit reigneth imperat. When therefore now at Mass and during the procession, we participate with lighted candles. We should show in public that we love and are devoted to Jesus still in the midst of so many difficulties and problems. Vatican II, I repeat, has changed the date as well as the participation. Now all of us, men and women, children, participate in the procession of Christ the King. Before, I remember when we were seminarians, this procession was participated in by only by men, seminarians, doctors, military men, police, etc. But now everybody, male and female, and children participate in the procession after having attended the Mass. Christ the King. Christ the King over our intellects, over our wills, and over our hearts. Christ has said, My kingdom is not of this world, and my kingdom you cannot observe it from outside, because my kingdom is within you, he said. So this is a matter of faith. How strong is our faith to believe in Christ and to behave accordingly? You know, this feast I, reminds me of what happened years ago when we were still seminarians in Argao. We had a professor, a Spaniard, a Padre Paul, Father Julio Cores. He was a Spaniard, but he has been in Cebu for many years. 
and he has learned to speak Cebuano. He was requested to preach precisely on that feast of Christ the King in Argao. He agreed and he was writing on a piece of paper his sermon in Cebuano. Very interesting that when Father Chorus started his sermon very well, very well pronounced the Cebuano words until he came to the end of the of the page of the first page on which was written Pilate said are you in Cebuano Hare Kaba actually the whole sentence was Hare Kaba the I but the sentence on the last the last line of in his page was Hari Kaba he stopped there and when he turned to the next page there was the DI so Father Kore said Hari Kaba Jesus said DI <laughs> DI anyway uh, Jesus really proclaimed himself with legitimate pride that I am a king. So now it is our turn to understand what he has said and what he has done. Christ the King. He is the Señor Santo Niño that we pray to. He is our protector and provider. He is not our patron saint, no. Our patron saint is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Santo Nino is our Christ the King to whom we pray, to whom we ask Mary to pray for us. This then is what we are to celebrate this coming Sunday, November 20, 2022, I repeat, 100 years ago in the mind and heart of Pope Pius XI, who, by the way, was the Pope who caused the elevation of the Diocese of Cebu to the rank of Archdiocese. Cebu was a diocese since 1595 and Cebu became an Archdiocese in 1934. Only a month before I was born, May 14, 1934. So I am as old as the Archdiocese of Cebu. Anyway, so let us try to reflect on this feast and this truth. The feast, I re repeat, is relatively new since Pope Pius XI, but the truth, the doctrine is as old as Jesus Christ, way back in his days. He himself has declared I am king. I rule the world. I reign over people. We have not chosen him. No. He has chosen us to be his people. Try now to ask me questions on this feast and truth of the kingship of Christ.
it has been said that in Mexico they built a huge statue of crystal ray 30 feet tall but then there was a revolution against the Christian government in Mexico and the revolutionaries destroyed the statue but the Mexican people did not lose hope did not abandon their faith they rebuilt the statue and it's now there that can be seen from different countries of the world Christ the King there is another story that in a parish there was a statue of Christ the King then during the last Second World War it was hit by a bomb and the hands of the statue were gone so the statue of Senor Santon of, of Cristo Rey was a statue with no hands. People were asking Jesus, where are your hands? And Jesus now said, my hands are in yours. You now are Christians and are also kings. You can play your role as kings as prophets and as priests. Christ the King. If I can remember most of the fiesta of Christ the King, most of the days were rainy days precisely challenging us, testing our faith and fidelity to Christ the King reign or shine. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good morning, Mons. Good morning. Indeed, Jesus is merciful. Though great are our sins, He is willing to bring us to salvation as soon as we accept Him as King of our life. God's mercy and grace are bountifully available if we are humble enough to accept our need for salvation. That's true. That's why we have to know Jesus. We have to understand what he has said and has done so that we may love him and follow him. That's why we sit down and study his Gospels. There is no loving without knowing there is no following without loving and there is no loving without giving
Next question, yeah. Next question. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. As we visualize the scene and the characters, what are the attitude of the people and soldiers toward Jesus? Contrast the attitude revealed by the request of two criminals. What kind of people do we usually as impenetrable to the gospel? That's true. Read the Bible, the gospel, especially the days when Christus was entering willingly into his passion. How the people jeered at him. How they made fun of him. They were saying, if you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Save yourself and us. But Jesus, he heard it all. But instead of cursing them, he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. What were they doing? They were scourging him at the pillar. They were crowning him with thorns. They made him carry his cross. They crucified him. But they did not know that all these pains were part and parcel of the will of God that Jesus should suffer greatly on the hands of people. They did not know that that his hanging on the cross is salvific. But they were asking him to come down from the cross that they did not know that Christ hanging on the cross, suffering on the cross, was precisely the means of our salvation. Christ, therefore, prayed. Pasailua sila, sigilang ginoo, kaywa sila masayod sa ilang gibuhat. They did not sin, but they did not know what they were doing. That what they were doing was good for the work of salvation. Staying on the cross, hanging from the cross, was the means of our salvation. Of the many soldiers who witnessed the crucifixion, only their leader, the centurion, the commander of 100 soldiers, who witnessed it all, could say, He is truly a man of God, the centurion said. Another question. Philomons, is the feast of Christ the King the start of the season of Advent? Mm-hmm. Is the feast of Christ the King the start of the season of Advent? Yeah. No, the feast of Christ the King is the, the peak, the summit, the apex of the cycle. Okay? So after the Feast of Christ the King, the first Sunday of Advent is the, also the beginning of another cycle. Cycle C will end on Saturday, and on Sunday, cycle A will begin. So that's how it is. So the first Sunday of Advent is not the Feast of Christ the King. 
this coming Sunday is the Feast of Christ the King and the next Sunday is the beginning of another cycle, cycle A of the liturgical year. This feast again reminds me of St. Thomas More, the Chancellor of King Henry VIII. King Henry VIII wanted to divorce his wife, was denied by the Pope, and he made himself a Pope. So he had a document to be signed by his staff and personnel, but Thomas did not sign the document, and he was put in jail. And in jail, he was told by his friends, Thomas, sign the document and let us be servants of the king again. And Thomas said, but I am the servant of the king of kings. We have each an intellect, a spiritual faculty that goes after the truth. When we go to school, we take with us our intellect to study and understand truths. When we go to church, we take with us our will, our spiritual faculty called will, which goes after what is commanded, the good. Intellect, the truth, will the good and when we go forth out of the church and go home and go work we take with us our heart and our hands to precisely extend a helping hand to the miserable Very clear months that we need to know Jesus more by going re regular to our Bible study and be participative in the Mass. We love someone we deeply know. True. It's very, very true. Remember that Jesus has said make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. That's what we are looking for. That is the somum bonum and the highest truth and the biggest work of mercy to make peace. Jesus is the king of peace anchored on truth, justice, love, and freedom. As Pope St. John the 23rd has well wisely explained in his encyclical peace on earth. Remember what Jesus said to the people in Jerusalem. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times I had wanted to embrace your children as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not allow me. You would not let me do it. Here is the king, powerful, but yet seemingly powerless before the freedom of man. 
So it's up to us to use our right to be free, not to abuse it nor to misuse it. The uh, parishes erected under the titles Christ the King do not consider Christ the King as the patron saint of the parish of Bulak in Dumangho or Alang-Alang in Mandawi. He is not. The parish pastoral, the pastoral, the parish patron saint is now Our Lady in those two parishes. But the title of the parish is Christ the King in Alang-Alang or in Bulak, Dumanho. No more. So I repeat the truth about the kingship of Christ is as old as Jesus himself but the feast is relatively new starting only 100 years ago in the minor heart of Pope Pius the 11th okay I think you have asked enough questions and have made your reflections on this fiesta and truth of Christ the King. And so we now pray for the final blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, thank you again for your interest and initiative and see you. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 